Hello, and welcome to Unsheathed with your hosts, Kyle Gold and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. There'll be cake and blowjobs. Hi, welcome to Unsheathed number 28. I am Kyle Gold. And I am Cam Hirosaki back in the studio after my week-long absence. And our traditional Fox Auto ratio is back to normal, for which I am thankful. Yes. We're the, uh... Did you get a chance to listen to last week's episode? Yes, I did. I, uh, I'm embarrassed for you all. <laughs> no, no, no. It was actually, I think that uh, there was some good uh, conversation to be had, although maybe recording after a Super Bowl party is not the best of ideas. Well, at least Super Bowl party where there was a generous amount of alcohol flowing of many different types. If you ever have a Super Bowl party that doesn't have a lot of alcohol, you're throwing a bad Super Bowl party. Well, depends on how much you like football, I guess. It depends on how much you want Kit to be a bad host. I don't ever want Kit to be a bad host. But I have alcohol now, so... And I have my Coke Zero. And uh, we're back with questions, and all is right with the world. We want to wish everyone a belated happy Valentine's Day. Um, I think Hirosaki-san's alcohol just sort of knocked him silly. Uh, I asked Kit what this was, and he he lied to me. <laughs> I well, was expecting white port, and it's actually scotch. <laughs> he was already he was already silly, but I was like, "Oh, that burns away more than white port should." I think you, I probably should have smelled it. I, I think I think you're crying there from the. <laughs> it's very good scotch. I just wasn't expecting scotch. Oh, yeah, that's a little bit uh, harsh when you're not expecting yeah, it. Yeah, that that wouldn't have been a big a sip. Is that's what that what that was. But uh, anyway, Kit and I have um, had a very nice Valentine's Day already. We're cutting it short a little bit early to bring you all this podcast. But um, we went out on our own for a little bit and celebrated away from the crush of the world and just generally reaffirmed the fact that we like spending time with each other and all the many things we love doing together. Aw, I just got blown a kiss on the podcast. Um. And hopefully, I mean, I think that's the best way to spend Valentine's Day is just sort of remembering the, the romance that got you into the relationship in the first place and the love for the other person that keeps you there. No, I think, you know, now, now, now you're on doing a radio show with me. And now Aww. we're doing, well, it's, it's, I'm not going to say those words. Um, no, Kit and I... Kit and I always enjoy your company, and uh, even if it's not technically a romance, I do like to think that our uh, relationship bears, I don't know, <laughs> celebrating once in a while? <laughs> Help me out. You're not, you're still I, broke, I'm, burned I'm, shut I'm gonna, from the I'm scotch gonna, over there? I'm going to ask Foosball what he thinks, like what word should finish that sentence, and uh, see what he comes up with. Wow, he'll come up with something terrible. He always does. You know, he is a rat, even though he doesn't claim to be. Uh, I kind of see that. He's a black rat. Although I did see, like, straight thylacine porn today, and that made me think of him. Well, yeah, he writes, yeah. He writes a good thylacine, but he's he's sneaky like a rodent. <laughs> Man, you write a good thylacine. That's He's like a, like a weird... Like, even for furry sanders, that just sounds strange. <laughs> 
I'm sure there are worse things we could say about Mr. Foosball, but we'll, there are also, we should stick to the nice things because uh, he does have a story out actually with a thylacine in it, which is eligible for an Ursa Major Short Story Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, I posted that on my live journal recently. It's at his new website, sinisbeautiful.com, which is uh, very slick. It is. It's a, it's a nice uh, website name, too, actually. Yeah, I like it. And, uh, of course, all the stories in X are eligible. Voting ends at the end of February. February 28th is the last day to get your ballot in. And that's just for the nominations. The actual voting starts, I believe, March 15th or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, Vote so, for mine. It's like a slap in the face. Yeah. What? I said, vote for mine. It's like a slap in the face. That's what people... I've had several people tell me that my story is like a slap in the face, apparently. So I've decided to... Oh, oh, oh vote for... I thought I thought you were saying foot to mind. I have like a kick in the head or something. Which I, is like a slap in the face. And I, and I bequeath unto you a boot to the head. Yes. But, uh... Yes, um, Hironosaki-san's and my stories are both eligible, and every other one in the anthology is and you can also vote for the anthology itself for best other literary work yes i have no idea what else it's up against this year although i'm sure i could come up with a few things but uh it's we are standout in the other crowd yes we 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 hope so yeah that would be kind of cool uh and then of course there's that you know novel i wrote last year with the fox and the football playing tiger which is eligible for best novel and uh hope hope uh, if you're listening that you'll vote for it best directions from a novel <laughs> That's, Sorry, I, I need to be, the... like, extra perverted after um, having to be, like, relatively low-key at our live show. <laughs> Getting it all out now. All right. Well, you get it out. Or though. maybe it's spending Valentine's Day alone. <laughs> One of those two. Aw. Nah, well, okay. I'm sure if you advertise enough in advance next year, you'll have plenty of offers from our listeners to spend Valentine's Day with you. Oh, I really hope I don't have to do that. I'm not saying I hope you have to. Okay. I'm just saying in the event that you do. I do not deny that it is an option. There you go. Maybe it's like option Y on the list. Plan B. <laughs> is that Chinese? <laughs> All right. While you're laughing at that, I'm going to read it. our first email. Hello, men. Compliments on the podcast. The content is that most rare blend of information that both edifies and entertains. Your special guests are an added bonus, providing yet another viewpoint on the mechanics of writing. I especially like NotTube's dry, anecdotal wit. I've written three full-length books in the past two years, dealing with the tribulations of a gay, furry couple and their assorted friends and enemies. The books are neither posted nor published. Maybe I'll become brave one day and put a chapter online. The second and third books are sequels to the first, They appear in chronological order, and the writing style is, I hope, consistent from one to the next. I feel a certain connection to the characters that flushed out of my psyche, interesting turn of phrase, and I'm far from done with their antics. I would, however, like to start a new story with unique denizens and a different style. The problem is, I'm unable to expunge past themes when I set out to explore new subjects. My old characters keep creeping into my thought process. They crowd the new folks out. Here are my questions. How do you go about switching tracks between one storyline and another? Do you find past subjects insinuating themselves into a work under construction? In regards to style, do you find it difficult to write in a new voice? Thanks again for an enjoyable listen. Sincerely, The Dog Bomb, who was at our FC Live show, actually. Oh, yeah. I recognize the name. 
I believe he was uh, the fursuit in the back. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, runner-up for the prize we gave away. That's right. I remember that. That was uh, that was that was quite the entertaining uh, sussing out of victors. It was it was it was amusing, as amusing as I hoped it would be. Uh, so you switch between short stories a lot. I'll, I'll talk about mine because I'm actually I actually do that quite a bit. But so why don't you start off? I think that there's actually two things here: switching between style and having old characters wanting to come back. I think those are actually fairly unrelated issues. Um, or they can I'm be. Gonna, I'm going to argue with that when it comes around, but you go ahead and so, say your piece. Style, I I like to always say that I like to play with different styles in my writing, and I think that's more true over the last couple of years than it was originally. I used to be very uh, sort of formulaic with really tight third-person, chronologically consistent narratives and just sort of doing... That was just sort of the mode I went with, and I intentionally started to try to challenge myself. And now I, you know, from story to story, I just sort of go with what I think is going to work best. Um, I've gotten a lot more comfortable. And how how do you determine that? Um, I think about just sort of how the story sounds in my head when I'm thinking about it. If it sounds like a character telling me a story then that's a first-person sort of narrative. If it sounds like me looking over another character's shoulder, you know, that's that'll probably end up third-person. And actually, that's kind of a good way to think of how you would lay those stories out when you're structuring them, too, is those are actually pretty good analogies for that. Which is interesting, because that was going to be my answer, too, is uh, except less detailed, which is just going to say, you know, however the story feels, Yeah. Um, which is not a terribly helpful answer. Yours was a little more detailed and helpful. Well, I hope it's of some help. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I don't ever try to be gimmicky. Uh, sometimes an idea for a certain storytelling style will come to mind and I go, huh, that would be a unique sort of trick. What kind of story could I tell that would benefit from that? But that's a different sort of you know story genesis, and that can be tricky. And like I mentioned last year, there's one story that I kept writing, and that was the one I never showed anyone because it was ultimately a failed experiment. So it doesn't always work. But uh... right, yeah. And for my part, I, I find that actually the characters and the style are linked for me because this goes along with how what's what style feels right for the story. If it's going to be tight third or wide third or first, but the style also, for me, has a certain feel that goes along with the story. Um, when I'm writing the Out of Position sequel, which I'm working on right now, that has a very different feel when I'm writing it, just stylistically, than the... I'm trying to think what else I've written that I posted recently that I could talk about. Like Bridges, when I was writing yeah. Bridges. That was very different style. Yes. That was... That was more removed from the characters, uh, wasn't as immediate, and it just it felt completely different. And so I think my advice would be to really think about the new story. Don't don't necessarily resist the intrusion of the old characters into the new story because you know we I I think we've probably mentioned his name on every single freaking podcast this year, but David Mitchell does that. Yeah. He brings his old characters back into the new stories to good effect. 
Um, I think I want to say Ishiguro does that from time to time as well. But I've only read two of Ishiguro's books, and yeah, he they didn't cross over at he, all. He doesn't do it really obtrusively. I need to read more of Ishiguro because I really like him. He has a new collection out, short stories. Oh, really? Out, yeah, it came out in September. I haven't picked it up. I yet. was going to say I haven't heard you mention it, so clearly you don't own it. Because no. I'm sure that when you do read it, I won't stop hearing about it. <laughs> oh, I know. God, I should read that segment from Pale View of Hills on the podcast because it was. Oh, the, you read that to me. Yeah, it was the creepiest. Yeah, creepiest thing that was not overtly creepy. Yeah, it was just the way that he handled certain things was anyway. That's not related to this. Um, but I would say, you know, really make sure you have a feel for the new story and just go with what feels right for that. Yeah. And if the old characters want to come in and be part of it, don't feel like you have to push them out. Right. By the same token, don't try to undersell your own skill and feel like you have to rely on old characters. Yeah. Just because they were before. Yeah. Would be my only caution there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it comes down to, you know, do what feels right. And if, if you feel like you have to keep writing these old characters, trust me, eventually you will get tired of them. Yeah. Go on. Okay. Um, that was the rest of what I was going to say, actually. Okay. And if, if I, I was hope... going to say, go on to the next question. Okay. I think, I think yeah, we're that's... pretty much wrapping that yeah. up right okay. there. And if you have a follow-up, by the way, if you want to give more detail or explain why that doesn't really work for you, please go ahead and write in again. And We're trying to get through a bunch of these emails. So, yeah. so our next comes from, uh, from Pyro Stinger here. He says... Yay, Pyro. He says, Dear Foxy and Ottery writerly counterparts, just as an aside, I love the adjective writerly. Uh, I thought you were going to say you love Ottery. I like Ottery and Otterish. My my iPhone actually knows the word Otterish now, but I'll we can talk about that after the podcast. First of all, bask in my awesomeness. This is back to the email. I totally rose to the occasion and completed your challenge, though I had to remember to actually listen to the podcast to realize that I had, in fact, been challenged. Though I listened to the episodes after the fact, I heard you doubt me in my writing prowess, and now I demand that you tell the furry public how awesome my story is, so that they too can bask in my awesomeness. I got plenty to go around. I believe we did link to the story. It was quite awesome. Yes. If you don't know, if you haven't been listening, and God help you if you haven't, go back and listen. We were pretty wacky back then. I would say God help you if you have. Yeah. <laughs> We uh we challenged Pyro to write a story about uh, an androgynous robot fox blowjob, and he delivered. And he did. Uh, it's actually a really cute story. It it brought a smile to my face. I was at my parents' house over Christmas break when I read it, which that uh, was a little awkward. Yeah, uh, I think maybe next time you shouldn't read it out loud. <laughs> Hi, mom. No. <laughs> On a more serious note, I seem to catch inspiration, well, mostly through others' work. For instance, I'm working on about eight stories at the time of this writing, not all at once mine, just whichever is foremost in my mind on a given day slash writing period, and of them, two are works that have to do with other characters and concepts. Also, my popular story is primarily due to a particular artist character that I ended up being inspired to write about. Most popular story. Oh, my most popular story. That's, that's sentenced in scan right. His most popular story is primarily due to a particular artist character that he ended up being inspired to write about. My question is this, is it a problem that I don't seem to get more inspiration from my own ideas? Um, 
I think that we can probably. You want to stop and yeah, uh, let's do answer each, this. Do each ones. Uh, I I certainly don't think so. I mean, you get inspiration wherever you get inspiration. The question is what you turn it into. Yeah, like I I get my biggest pieces of inspiration from writing or sorry from reading other books and stories and from going to conventions and seeing what other stuff people are putting out there. Those are my biggest sources of inspiration by far. And occasionally, yeah, you, Kyle. I was going to say, and occasionally talking to people online, like Cam Hirosaki and I have a conversation about spit roasting, and now six months later I'll have a novella out. Yep, the uh, the story I keep twittering about, keep tweeting about wrestling about, came from a conversation I had with somebody on IRC. And uh, it was going to be this silly little sex story, and now it's getting close to 30,000 words, and it's still getting longer. I'm kind of curious, actually, what did... what. He doesn't ask about specifically, but I'm wondering, he says he's working on about eight stories at the time of this writing, but then he says not all at once. And I'm trying to figure out how, how are you not working on eight stories at once if they're, if you're working on them all, but they're not done yet? Or is it the kind of thing where you're just like, I mean, like I have maybe five stories that are in progress, but I only keep two or three documents open each day and I kind of flip between them does that count as working on two or three at once because i'm never typing in two documents at the same time it sounds to me and first of all you're insane by the way kyle i don't know how you do that it sounds to me i think you answered your own question there like uh he's talking about how he has eight stories that he happens to have unfinished and then when he sits down to write he works on one of them that's how i'm reading it yeah and i'm just curious kind of because does he work on like one one day and then another one and the next day or does it work on like one for two or three days at a time or does he work on he might be like a psychic octopus with his you mean like eight. an octopus that can move things with its mind because <laughs> they can already open jars you know oh, with their I... tentacles remind me to tell you about the psychic flying squids <laughs> is that like the flying spaghetti monster no, this actually predates the Flying Spaghetti Monster. It had to do Nothing with... predates the Flying Spaghetti Monster. That's the whole point. It created the universe. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Raw man. Okay. Um. <clears throat> anyway. But yes, the answer I don't to your think question it's a is no. Yeah, it's not a problem <laughs> to get your inspiration for other things. Um, if I mean, if you're just copying everyone's ideas, that's one thing. But getting inspiration is fine. To continue with his email... Secondly, I know that I've mentioned I've had a long-running and long and long neglected. Also, wow, there are a lot of parentheses in this letter. Series in my in the X book. Wow, I gotta slow down to read these sentences. It's somewhat generic in concept, but perhaps and hopefully unique in execution. My questions regarding this are twofold. One, any tips for digging one out of a hole I've managed to write myself into? And two, say I had it in mind to clean the entire series up and see if I could get it published. Would you recommend this? Uh, digging out of a hole you've written yourself into, I would say just... I, I always kind of advocate, if you're really blocked, just sitting down and writing stream of consciousness. Yeah. Um, it's Most of what you write, you'll throw away. But at the same time you'll be writing and it gets you limbered up. It's kind of like doing stretches before you do your actual workout routine. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's important and it can also help get some ideas sort of out of your head if they're stuck in there in a certain kind of pattern. 
that'll happen to me. It's like I'll think of like a turn of phrase or like a particular wording, and I'll obsess over trying to get it into what I'm writing, and I agonize on how to structure everything else so I can use that phrase. Right. And it just sort of hinders myself because I haven't, I haven't limbered up enough. And if uh, if you're talking about kind of a plot hole you've dug yourself into, then you can always go back and rewrite. Yeah. Which um, I think flows back into his next question about cleaning things up. And... Right. Um, so I would say figure out what part of the hole you've written yourself into is blocking you. And if there's something that you can go back and rewrite, it's prob- probably what's happening is either the character motivations or something in the set and is not quite right. And there may be somewhere in earlier parts of the story that you have to go back and fix. And I know, I believe you're posting these pieces online as you write them. Mm-hmm. And so you may think, okay, it's fixed and set in stone, but it's not. You can take it down off of FA or wherever it is you put it and repost a new piece. Yeah, if you change something and make it better, I guarantee you your readers will not begrudge you that. Right. Uh, what about number two? Uh, well, I mean, if that's entirely up to you, if, if you fix it up and you think you know you're you're proud of it and you want to put the effort into getting it you know polished up and out the door, I mean, I think that's definitely something worth you know worth shooting for. I mean, I I always think if it's worthwhile trying to get stuff published because, yeah. and it's worthwhile going back to clean up a work. Unless you don't feel that the work can stand up to it. I've got a couple partially finished novels that you know no one's ever seen. Even you haven't seen them. And uh, I was talking to someone the other day about them. And someone who has seen them and just thinking, you know, I'm probably never going to go back to those. Because they'd have to be rewritten from the ground up. And there's not anything that I'm particularly attached to that I really want to save out of those manuscripts so if there's a story that you feel you are attached enough to and is close enough to being publishable that you can put the time into it to clean it up i think it's always good to have that work out there that you can point to and say you know this is a work of mine that i put all my best effort into this is the best thing i've done to date and you know, if you want to read my work, start with this because this is the top of the line. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to get something, you know, lined to get published, you know, go for it. But, you know, be prepared to spend the effort to make sure it's the best it can be. Exactly. Which is sort of, you know, that's the big advice that we got from SoFolf at our live show. Yep. And that's honestly, that's, you know, a lot of people get into the whole writing because it's fun to make up characters, it's fun to make up worlds, it's fun to make them say stuff, and the the whole part where you're editing and learning the craft and all that is the part where a lot of people kind of get tired of it. So, you know, put in the work to do that. This was fun until it became work. <laughs> exactly. All right, last question. So, lastly, I challenge you to come up with another idea for me. I'll try to be more awesome and complete it sooner. I'm listening this time. Yeah, unfortunately, we left about a month in between getting the email and reading it on the air, but or more than that even. I think this was in December. but um, So we need to come up with a new concept for him. Should, we, should that be our homework for the week, so for our next podcast? I don't know. Do you think we can brainstorm now? 
<sighs> there were some uh, we were talking ideas about, we thought of during the break that might be pretty entertaining, I was, actually. I was going to say, we, we were talking about lube during the break, and then we were talking about Super Bowl parties at the beginning of the break. Yeah. And, um, and bad memories. And bad, and bad memory. memories. And black rats. Oh, yeah. This is turning into a hot story already. My brain's already taken this like three different places. It'd be pretty nice. All right, Pyro. Black rat, Super Bowl party, and lube with a special added ingredient. <laughs> um, oh, you're such terrible people. I know, I know. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. Uh, and what else? We should toss one more thing in there for him or else. Um... Let's see. Well, we'll come up with one more thing by the end of the podcast. Okay. I believe that uh, perhaps the the rest of the emails we have to read are more just reading, not really responding. But yeah. by the end of the podcast, I'm sure one of them will have come up with something. We'll have spare cycles. All right. Hey, guys. I quite like your idea of keeping a running tally of authors' promised productivity, and I need a kick in the tail myself. I'd be grateful if you could put me on the spot. Consider yourself spotlighted. This is Kaz, by the way. Yes. Remember that novel I was writing for NaNoWriMo? It kind of came to a dead stop at the end of November on account of exams and such, and I've only made about 3,000 words progress since then. I'm currently sitting at 30,000 words. I plan to double that by the end of February, and I would be grateful if you could humiliate me in the unlikely event that I do not follow through. Colon P. Still loving the podcast. Thanks for all that you guys do. Kaz, lover of wet lap nuzzles. Which sounds like something you'd get in the back room of a barbecue place, but yeah, which would there there we go. There's our last <laughs> barbecue. Could barbecue. be our last thing for Pyro's story. I think that goes with Super Bowl parties too. Well, Uh you're right, because Super Bowl's winter and barbecue summer. Maybe uh, no, I think it goes too well. I can see barbecues. Well, maybe not. All right, back room of a barbecue place. Okay. And a wet black rat. <laughs> he might be wet, or she might be wet. I don't know. Well, uh, well, no, no gender. Yeah, just wet. So thanks, Cos. Consider yourself put on the spot, and uh, you better email us by the end of February, and we will announce. Actually, if you email us this week, yeah, we will announce at. Uh, are we going to be able to get the emails at Furry Fiesta? We might. We should be able to. Well, if if we get your email and if we can read it in time, then we will announce at the live show at Furry Fiesta next week. In front of people in the flesh. In front of people in the flesh. Whether you've been able to keep up with your promise. Some of them might not be washed. Some of them might not be sheathed. Yeah. Especially us. (laughs) Speaking of which, our next email. Dear Unsheathed. My spirit animal is a dead hooker, but I've never been to Las Vegas. My New Year's resolution is to be found in a Vegas hotel room. Sincerely, Fuzzwolf. Oh, Fuzz. <laughs> we, we, we certainly hope to find you in a Vegas hotel room. <laughs> or we'd hope that we'd be the ones to find you so that we could tell the cops that you died of natural causes. Well, I didn't hope to find him dead in a Vegas hotel room. Or even with a dead hooker in a Vegas hotel room. I just hope to find him in a Vegas hotel room. Because that like, would mean, hey, it's fun. Yeah, because that means he'd be in Vegas, and we'd be in Vegas, and then there'd be a party. Yeah, if there's like a Doctor Who convention in Las Vegas over New Year's, there we go. We should start one. 
Or we should just have our Unsheathed podcast live in Las Vegas over New Year's, and that way people would come and show up for it. Including actors who have been on Doctor Who. <laughs> we just have Unsheathed Con. Oh, that would be... Naughty. Yeah. So naughty. Naughty with a K. So, wow. Well, we, See we what I did there? FurpodCon. We could have the Notcast crew and the Unsheathed crew, and we could get the Anthromedia guys down, and Flame could come out, and we could just have, like, nonstop live podcasts the whole weekend. Because <laughs> that wouldn't get old. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. It would just be like all the different crews sitting around and we would just swap the mics and we'd be on each other's shows like the whole time. I've never seen so much masturbating going on with nobody having their pants off. (laughs) Read the next email, please. Speaking of things we were talking about before the podcast, uh, this one is from Graham Lyon. He writes, well, my main resolution is to write more, 1,000 words of 30 minutes a day, no matter what. And to get to that end, I disconnected my satellite TV. Well, bravo, you go. Uh, that was me. So that's a start. Thanks for the great cast. And thank you for listening, and good luck. I've been uh, trying to write a thousand words a day on the Out of Position sequel, and have been pretty successful when there's not conventions going on, or uh, what was the other thing I took a break for? Oh, in my novella. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> um, our final email here. Hey, All It Unsheathed. In episode 23, you wanted to hear about some of our New Year's resolutions, so I figured I'd include mine in, either to add to the ones that got sent in, or to be one of the few who did. Well, you've... Does Kaz's count as a resolution? I don't know. Does what? Does, did, was Kaz's a New Year's resolution, or was that just his turning uh, I don't, I don't nano-rhino-mo? as a New Year's resolution, but um, I included it kind of as such. It's kind of weird, because we did do... I think we did one episode with questions already this year but not not a lot because we had the further confusion show and then we had the book reviews and then anyway but go on and and read um fraudis's this is fraudis by the way okay because yeah there's no fraudis hi fraudis who i met briefly he says he wants to uh be more involved in his local acting company because i love acting along with writing to write more stories and the novel I've been planning since I haven't started anything or finished anything since November of '09. I know how you feel there. Uh, it's kind of amusing that he says November of '09, like it was years and years ago. Yeah. Like, you mean two months ago? <laughs> uh, next point is, finish the project I haven't been able to do. Uh, I know how you feel there, too, Fratis. <laughs> uh, attend FC 2010. and uh, I know you succeeded at that one because I saw you there. Yeah. Uh, buy Shadow of the Father and get back home from San Jose safely and read Shadow cover to cover. I, I believe you can check that one off your list because he sent me an email recently telling me the things he liked about Shadow, which was very nice. I really appreciated the email. And finally, he wants to meet Kyle Gold and Kame Hirasaki in person and maybe hang out if possible, either at FC or during the summer for a day, maybe. Well, I know I at least met him. I don't think I hung out with him, but I did speak to him briefly. Yeah, I met him. I met him briefly, too. Um He's a, he's a nice guy. Yeah. As um, are most of our listeners. Oh, they are. They're all nice. We have great listeners. We do. We do. They write us nice emails. They're very supportive. Um, during the summer, uh, I will be at, I will likely be at Rocky Mountain Fur Con. 
I'm planning to go up to Rainforest, although that's not confirmed. Yeah, I'm not confirmed for Rainforest either. I want to go, definitely, but I'm like 50-50. And I believe you'll be out at Anthrocon, if I recall correctly. Uh, I should be. I've got my room plans set up, but I haven't bought tickets yet. Uh, okay. So, um, ever tax season is tickets. not the best time for immediate buying plane tickets this year, it turns out. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. Usually tax season is when I buy my plane tickets, but not this year. Oh, that sucks. Thank you, government. Government. But, coming back to something that we mentioned before, we will both be at Furry Fiesta. Yes. In one well, actually, less than one less week. Than We're a week. leaving in like, like five three, days, three, four days. Yeah. And Saturday night at Furry Fiesta. Yes. We will be hosting an Unsheathed podcast live, which will be our third uh, count in the fall furry meet. It'll be our fourth live convention podcast. We are we have always have a great time at yep. those. Yeah. Isti has posted the con schedule on the website. He has. I retweeted it. You can. Follow them on Twitter, or you can go to furryfiesta.org and mm-hmm. check out the programming schedule. Uh, immediately preceding the podcast, I believe there was a panel on writing erotica, which uh, I think I'm involved in. At the okay. very least, we'll be in the audience if we're not on the panel. I sort of like crashed the writing erotica panel last year. Yeah, that, that kind of became a proto-unsheathed podcast, I Yeah. Think. Uh, because uh, that was technically my first public appearance at a con too. Yeah, it was. I, I I think it was after it was kind of looking back at that panel that we realized that we could sit around and answer questions about writing furry smut. Um, but the uh, immediately following the podcast, I will be doing a reading from the novel in progress, the sequel to Out of Position. I will be reading the first chapter of it so you'll get to see how it begins or at least how the first draft begins because the first part is always a bit i go back and change the most um but i'm doing this special because furry fiesta was kind enough to invite me as the right and guest of honor and this first chapter will not be published or rebroadcast or read from at any conventions until possibly Midwest Fur Fest when the book's preparing to come out in November. So, you know, it's a it's a rare opportunity if you happen to be at the convention or in the Dallas area. That it's, should happen around 11 o'clock, I believe. Yeah, they, they put on a good con there, too. They do. It's definitely worth going to. I'm trying to get more people to show up to it, but... Seeing the turnout that we had last year and knowing what the turnout was for the the live not cast last year and what our own podcast had at FC this year, I think that I show up early, there will probably be a line and they might not be able to fit everyone. Oh, uh, maybe, but they have bigger space. They've, oh, that's right, too. They've all been talking about how much more room they've got this year, so I have a feeling they probably would throw us in a room bigger than what we deserve. And, so. and going by what... Uh, Isti says on Notcast, I think he recognizes that, you know, we're cool people. I we're, agree. We're cool. Uh, I think so. My mom says I'm cool. <laughs> Does your mom know you do a podcast on writing furry porn? I hope she never does. Well, there you go. Anyway, so I'll, we'll be doing the, the Unsheathed podcast. I'll be reading from my work in progress. Again, you will not get the chance to hear this story anywhere else. I'm not going to put it online. We're not going to record it. 
Um, and if you are attending, I ask that you do not record it either. Uh, I'm also going to be doing a sort of meet the guest of honor panel. I'm going to be doing a dinner with the sponsors and patrons. So if you've joined Furry Fiesta already and you want to come out to dinner with me and some of the other elite folks there, you can upgrade to a patron membership and uh, get to do that. I believe that's Saturday night also. And if you can't afford to upgrade to a patron membership, but you do have seven bucks, I'll be hanging around in the hotel bar, and you can buy me drinks, and I'll tell you stories about Kyle. <laughs> uh, that's an awesome option as well. And I, I will say Hirosaki-san is quite the entertaining host in his own right. Especially when you're buying me alcohol. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, let me think. What There was one other thing I was going to talk about. Oh, we're doing a release party for Bridges, which oh, is yes. Friday night for like an hour, half an hour or something around 7 o'clock after the deals room closes and everything. And uh, I don't know exactly what we're going to have there. I'll be there with Fuzzwolf. We're going to talk about the line of cupcakes, and hopefully we'll have cupcakes to hand out to people. But <laughs> Fuzzwolf asked me what we were doing for that. I'm like, it's Kyle's party. Ask him. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, no, I talked to him about it. Okay. Uh, I talked to a couple people about it, uh, so we'll just see. Uh, the whole intention is just to sort of have an official launch of the books. And I'm invited, right? Uh, are you going to behave yourself? If I can't promise, do I still get a tentative invite? Uh, it depends. I don't know what happened last time we gave you a cupcake. <laughs> I can't come up with something good to say on the air to that. <laughs> you know, that, that'll just have to be one of the things people ask you about in the bar at Furry Fiesta. If you floss them, you get a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Offer or, valid while supplies last. Or, or a cupcake. Or a cupcake. Ask Arasaki-san what he did with the cupcake. So, come out to Furry Fiesta and see us. And if you don't make it there, then probably the next time we'll be able to do a live show would be Rainforest. Unless, yeah. um, we we kind of been kicking around a little bit an idea of maybe doing one here in the area just 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 to do it just to do it just to see if we could go to an interesting location or at an interesting time and invite people to show up if they want we do live in an interesting locale we do yeah we got to figure out some reason other people would be in the area but um we'll figure it out we'll let you we'll let y'all know yeah so um that, uh, lots of, did I mention Fire Fiesta? What else were we going to talk about? Was that it? All right. We're going to keep this one short for y'all. And, uh, happy Valentine's Day from your erotic romance writing authors. Yeah, thank you for, for, for joining me, uh, on this Valentine's Day evening. Uh, yourself, Kyle, proving with the, the Reese's Tastic, uh, goodness of the, the flavors of Fox and Otter going so well together. Yes, exactly. Um, so, on Valentine's Day, I'm heart boxer wearing Kyle Gold. <laughs> and I'm holing my pants Cam Hirasaki. <laughs> and we're wishing you a very happy evening. <laughs>